Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are continuing to uh, track the movement and events surrounding First Lady Jill Biden's visit to the state of Utah. She moves around Salt Lake City, uh, Glendale Middle School, and then on to a pop up uh, vaccination site uh, where she will make some resort, uh, remarks, as Maria Chaleos just said. And we will track all of those here on KSL News Radio as we go through the afternoon today. And one of the important things about these kinds of, of opportunities uh, is that it gives us an opportunity to connect in a different way uh, with people maybe we wouldn't regularly connect with. And uh, those of you who were listening to the program yesterday uh, had Tim Schreiber uh, in. Tim, of course, is the longtime CEO of the Special Olympics International and has done great work there. He has a new book out, uh, The Call to Unite. And uh, I love the fact that the book opens with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King, which he delivered at Cornell College back in 1962. And it says... uh, that we often hate others because we fear them. We fear them because we don't know them. We don't know them because we don't communicate with them. We don't communicate with them because we are separated from them. And so often that is the case. We do often hate people because we fear them. We fear them because we don't know them. And so opportunities like today, again, across the political spectrum, is to break down some of those barriers and make some of those connections that will enable us to communicate with each other differently and better. Uh, And that solves a host of problems just to begin. Uh, I continue to believe that contempt is, is really one of the biggest problems we face in the nation today. It leads to all kinds of problems. Uh, it's a it's a cancer of sorts. Contempt is it's a cancer on the soul of society. It's it's not just limited to politics, by the way. Uh, sometimes we have contempt for uh, a noisy neighbor. Sometimes we have that contempt for someone whose uh, belief system is different or whose lifestyle doesn't match our worldview. And the easiest way to dismiss the value of another is by developing contempt for them. Again, contempt is that belief in the worthlessness of another human being. They are worthless because they disagree with you or because you fear them. And again, going back to Dr. King, you probably fear them because you don't know them. You don't know them because you don't communicate with them. Uh, interesting, our good uh, our good friend uh, Arthur Brooks, who was in Utah a couple weeks ago, uh, he mentioned... Uh, some time ago uh, of a letter that he wrote to the Dalai Lama. Uh, And he asked the Dalai Lama what he should do when he feels contempt towards others. And the response was really, really, really simple. 
The response was, practice warm-heartedness. There's something for you on a Wednesday. Now, this is not to say that the answer to what ails our nation and our communities or our personal relationships uh, is just a big old group hug or, you know, singing songs around the campfire, a little kumbaya moment. But being warm-hearted is an interesting thing. It doesn't require you to lay aside your principles or abandon your belief at all. You just simply have to extend tolerance and understanding along with maybe a a pinch of patience and uh, maybe even some kindness and compassion. And I think that's one of the big challenges we have in our modern world. It's so much easier to just have contempt for those that disagree with us than it is to engage with them in meaningful conversation. Because if I feel that someone I disagree with, if I have contempt for them, I believe they are worthless, it's a, it's a lot easier for me to make uh, ranting personal attacks rather than reasoned arguments. If I'm convinced that somebody I disagree with is evil, it's much easier for me to melt down their Twitter feed or blow up their Facebook page with a barrage of anger-driven bombast and bluster. That's, that's not hard to do. And so we have to look at how do we get past that? How do we get past that kind of contempt that prevents us from actually solving problems and moving forward? So the way we communicate with those that we disagree with speaks volumes about who we are, (laughs) who we are as individuals, as political parties, as members of a community or society at large. And one thing that I am particularly worried about is that we, we can't allow manufactured contempt to crush the crucial conversations or annihilate our ability to interact and address the issues that are most important to us in our communities and in our country. Uh, we have to change the way we're having that conversation. And are we willing to do that? I don't think it's all that hard to disagree a little bit better. Uh, My dad forever changed my view of people and how we interact when he introduced me long, long, long years ago uh, to Ogmandino's classic tale, The Greatest Salesman in the World. If you haven't read that recently, that's worth a go back to. Uh, It'll only take you an hour to get through. Great tale, powerful principles. And one thing my dad did in particular Uh, he had me memorize the success scrolls. And there's one in particular that's called Greet the Day with Love in Your Heart. That sounds simple enough, not too challenging. I'm going to share just a, a little segment of this because I think it solves so many of the issues we've been talking about today in terms of how we speak, how we act, and how we react. So here's what it says. It says, I will greet this day with love in my heart. And how will I speak? I will laud mine enemies and they will become friends. I will encourage my friends and they'll become brothers and sisters. Always will I dig for reasons to applaud. Never will I scratch for excuses to gossip. When I'm tempted to criticize, I will bite on my tongue. When I am moved to praise, I will shout from the roofs. I will greet this day with love in my heart. And how will I act? How will I act? I'll love all manner of people, for each has qualities to be admired, even though 
they may be hidden. And then finally, how will I react to the actions of others? Answers the same, with love. For just as love is my weapon to open the hearts of men, love is also my shield to repulse the arrows of hate and the spears of anger. I will greet this day with love in my heart. Uh, So powerful. And so just think of that, how we speak, how we act, and how we react to those around us, especially, especially those who are different or with whom we may disagree. This is going to determine how much hate, how much kindness, or how much contempt we have in our own lives, in our own families, and in our own communities. And so it's time to call out the purveyors of hate and contempt. As we often refer to the old saying, uh, anyone who plants thistles in the spring is not expecting to reap fruit in the fall. The same is true with contempt. Anyone who sows contempt uh, is really not interested in harvesting meaningful relationships, real solutions, and forward progress. Now, the challenge, of course, is that government is not, cannot, and should not be big enough to solve the issues around contempt. Uh, That's up to each one of us. Now, we've been talking about this all day long. Uh, There is no government solution to this. There is no way for big tech to regulate everything to kindness. Uh, That's up to each of us individually. And so as we close out our program today, I'm going to go back to Dr. King, that we often hate people because we fear them. We fear them because we don't know them. We don't know them because we don't communicate with them. And Abraham Lincoln was absolutely right in terms of what we ought to be doing. With malice toward none and charity for all. Add in a little warm-heartedness and understanding, and I think we can move the nation the community, and every conversation forward. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.